yes, this is your favorite show, Sports Unfolded, with your favorite host, Eric and Ron. Hey, welcome to Sports Unfolded Season 3, Episode 1, The Hub and Snubs. I am your host, Eric. I am with my main man right over there. Ron, how are you tonight? I am raring to go. Ready for Uh, Season 3. Do you believe it, my friend? We are into Year 3 of Sports Unfolded. I am very excited about that. And we continue to grow, so we appreciate all the support we've had out there. Really excited about tonight's show. A lot of uh, happenings in the sports world. Uh, again, we're going to unfold all of it. We're going to start off with our leadoff story. And we're going to talk about the Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin. He suffered a cardiac arrest uh, situation during uh, Monday night's game versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, your thoughts on what happened uh, overall? And then we'll give a, an update as to where he is currently. Uh, this was This was really tough to watch. Um, you know, it's, it's a freak accident. Um, I don't know if there's any underlying, um, health issues from this young man, but, uh, to me, it just seemed like, um, a bad moment, um, that was just, um, just, you know, unfortunate to be honest with you. Yeah, look, it, it, it's something you don't expect to see. Uh, and again, some things in the past have, you know, come up, uh, you know, and we've heard story. We talked about the hockey player, um, you know, on on the bench. Uh, and I guess it's happened in a college game. The one that, that stuck out to me was the Mike Utley when he was the, um, the offensive lineman for the Detroit Lions. I think it was a, during a Thanksgiving game, and that's the game he was paralyzed in. And just the amount of concern and how long it took. I mean, they did continue that game. But I guess... That was Lions and Jets? I think it may have been. And it was it was quite some time ago. But it, when you start to look at, you know, the severity of, of sports, and we talk about giving your life to the game, this is what we're talking about. Again, nobody really knows what happened. But there's speculation that... When he was tackling, he got hit just in the right way, in the right position, that possibly it it stopped his heart. I mean, this these guys put their lives on the line. So when there's people out there that are saying they make too much money, I mean, they literally can lose their lives playing a game. And I think people need to start to realize, like, I think that opened up uh, some eyes as to how dangerous sports can be especially at a professional level where you're talking about guys that are, you know, 250 to, to 290 that can run uh, like a freight train through somebody. It's yeah. not, it's not a normal thing that happens on your daily life. Yeah. You know, it, it's, you know, that the speed of the game, the physicality of the game has just been enhanced through time because Athletes are now in better shape. They're bigger. They're stronger. They're faster. And when these collisions happen, 
there could be dire consequences, especially if it's right at the moment of of when things can go wrong. Yeah, I and think in this look, case things went very wrong, and you know it it, it was tough. It was it was tough to see. Um, and, and I can't even imagine how it felt to be on the field. Yeah. I think once those players were seeing CPR being administered, that's not something you're, you're probably accustomed to seeing on a football field. It doesn't happen. Like you've seen guys, you know, with serious injuries where they get carted off, but they give the thumbs up or, you know, you still know they're, you know what I mean? Gonna be okay. Uh, this situation, you just weren't sure until, you know, recently we've gotten some updates uh, from, you know, Buffalo and the doctors and in, in where they stand. And I mean, it's it's a good story. We're starting to hear positive things come out uh, about uh, Hamlin and he had the breathing tube removed now. Uh, he's actually been able to FaceTime the team. I think one of his first things he was able to do is, you know, write a statement and he asked if they won the game. So he was still even in that mode of that's his family and, and that was important to him to to see. Right. There was um, a FaceTime situation today with the team, which was unexpected, and they were all excited about that. I'm going to play some audio from Sean McDermott real quick, the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, and just how that experience went with the team. Yeah. To see the players' reaction, um, they stood up right away and, and, and clapped for him. And- you know, yelled some things to him, and it was a pretty, pretty cool exchange for a few seconds there. You know, again, I, I don't think they expected to, you, you know, be able to talk to him so quickly, and and that you know eases their mind a little bit. I know he said he loves you, I uh, love you boys, uh, was one of his final sayings to the team. So you know, the mo- the motivation now for the Buffalo Bills to to do something great this season for Hamlin, I think, uh, increased tenfold based on the fact that they they they're playing for more than just the game now right right and you know look teams teams that have tragic things happen tend to rally around that and we've seen it so many times in the past in every sport and this is going to be uh another case where you know a team can rally around it or it could just completely crumble. Yeah. Look, a lot of pressure. Again, that game this Sunday against new England, you, you have to start to, how do the players react to, to hitting and right. that contact? Uh, uh, do they shy away from it a little bit? Remembering some of that situation. Right. It, it's, it's more psychological at this point, I think for the Buffalo bills, cause they've seen yeah. him, they know he's okay or he's going to be okay. He's recovering. But can you get past what you saw on that field? Yeah, that's that's the thing, and you know it. And it might be something that you're going to be okay with now, but once the season is over, when you have time to sit and think about this stuff, that's when it could really come back and haunt you. And they need to make sure that these players have, you know, some sort of an outlet. You know, that somebody that we can talk to or see, you know, and and get the things off their chest, because that's when it's really going to start coming into effect is when they have downtime. And that's that could be just as scary. 
Yeah, and I think that's what happened this week so far. You, you know, it was a very light practice, uh, you know, just trying to get through what they saw. And now it's, again, now that you got to prepare for a game on Sunday. So right. it, it'll be interesting to see how it all turns out. Um, obviously, the, the news coming out of uh, Cincinnati, because he's in a Cincinnati hospital, is promising. And that's great to see that he could be walking out of that hospital, you know, sooner than we, we expected, which is really great to see. And look, I, I'm sure football is the last thing on his mind. I, I'm, you know, the importance is that he's going to have a long, healthy life going forward. If this is the end of his football career, I think a lot of people have to be thankful for that medical staff in Buffalo and what they were able to do and right. how they were able to get him or keep him alive until the paramedics were able to get him to the hospital and, and, and do those things that ultimately probably saved his life because most of the doctors said if the treatment wasn't performed as well as it was on the field at the time, he probably wouldn't be here today. So great job to Buffalo, that staff, great job by the entire uh, organization, even in Cincinnati, deciding that, look, this wasn't the right time to come back on the field and play a game. I thought that was a class yeah. act by, by that. Yeah, that was, that was definitely. And, and the outpouring across the league and even into other leagues has been nothing but positive things for the circumstances. Yeah, his his charity has, you know, I think made over right. six hundred yeah, million. Seven, yeah, seven. seven now, right? Yeah. yeah, I think it's over seven million now. And it was like at two hundred something thousand um yeah. when when this tragedy happened. So again, some positive things have come out of it and Again, I think the NFL has done a really good job of having medical staffs that are able to handle situations like that. So great yeah, we job. Don't give the, the NFL too much credit, but that that's something that we we need to do because the 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 first responders were all prepared. Yeah. So let's continue on this NFL theme and, and let's talk a little bit more about um the NFL canceling the Buffalo Bills Bengals game now. So that that's changed some of the playoff scenarios and I'm going to read them to you, but I guess ultimately the question will be, do you think they made the right decision? So what will happen is if Buffalo and Kansas city both win Sunday and they both end up at the, in the championship game, it will be played on a neutral site. If Buffalo and Kansas city both lose and ba Baltimore wins a Bills Chief Championship game would be in a neutral site. If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins, and, and a Bills or Bengals versus Chiefs, Chiefs Championship game, that would be on a neutral site. So there's a lot of neutral site uh, um, possibilities here. Uh, if the Ravens win this Sunday and beat the Bengals, basically if they face each other in the AFC wildcard game, which is what it, look, it would look like on the seedings, there would be a coin flip to determine who has right. home field in the game. Right. So do you feel like this is the right decision that the NFL is making? Look, there's always going to be somebody that's going to complain about it. And probably it's going are. to be more fans than anything. Yeah. The Bengals organization the teams, is right, Yeah. I don't think the teams right now even care because of what happened. Well, Cincinnati is <clears> upset. Yeah. Because they feel like out of all the scenarios, they're the ones. So ultimately, if they don't win this Sunday, you think about financially now, they'll still have a better record, but percentage-wise, and because they have one less game, 
the Ravens would move ahead of them by percentage, not by wins. So they ultimately don't get a home field because of that. Yeah. Well, I so mean, they may not get home field. Let's say it's it's going to be depending on a coin. Well, they didn't have it last season, correct? I don't believe so. No. No, they had one game. They, I think they had the first round. Yeah, but they didn't have home field advantage when they stormed to the Super Bowl. No. No. no and again, so, I, I, look, I mean, yes, you always want to have that home game. Yes, I understand that. Um, but. You can make it a home game by having your fans say, you know, go. Yeah. And I know that that is, that isn't really justice for, but you're not going to have justice here. Yeah. This is just an extreme circumstance and the NFL really can't do much about it. Yeah. And look, can't really do anything. Kenny doesn't seem to agree with it. I, I don't think there was any other scenario though. You couldn't play that game. There wasn't going to be a, a time frame. That would have been fair either. What do you say after this week? Right. They resume that game, what, on a Wednesday and then have to play on a Saturday or Sunday in, in, in the yeah, first round of the playoffs? Just the whole order of games now is all messed up because, you know, they were going to take that game, you know, super serious because it was, you know, number one seed yeah. implications. Now, if, say, Buffalo would have won that game, then they could have rested their players – and same thing with Cincinnati, but now they neither team can do that. And now they have a game that, you know, they should both win, but now they're in a situation where, wow, this game is like super important now. And it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a, a situation where you start to look back and say, okay, I still think they made the right choice because that game couldn't be played. You had to figure out the right. best scenario. It could have went to, they could have given both a tie or I've heard Cincinnati was ahead. Why not just give Cincinnati the win? But it was the first quarter. It was the first quarter. And you can't there wasn't enough play. There wasn't enough. Gone. And then, then you're talking about tiebreakers with the tie and, and it could have run into the same scenario that a team wouldn't get the first seed based off of the tie. Yep. So uh, look, Basically, look, these teams have to win and you got to continue to win. And if it's on a neutral site, it's on a neutral site. If you lose the coin toss, you got to beat Baltimore and Baltimore. I mean, I still think they're a better team. The Bengals, you should be able to beat Baltimore in Baltimore. That should not be a problem. And then who knows what happens in the seedings? And then what teams win, you may still get a home game. You still have to play the games. You still have to beat good teams, and you still have to go go all the way to the Super Bowl in order for it to matter at all. So you know you can't you can't just you, you can't blame you know the NFL's decision on this because they really had they had nowhere to go with this. Yeah, and like I think we you kind of knew it. this was going to happen. Yeah, and I think you said it perfectly. There's going to be people out there that are just not for it either way. They're going to find a reason as to what, what the problem is. And it's it's going to be one of those situations where I think once this season's over with, nobody's going to remember what happened. Yeah. We're going to sit back, look at the Super Bowl, who won it, and just say, okay, well, you know, that's the NFL champion, and, and we, yeah. we move on to next I season. I look at it this way. If the champion is one of those three teams, Cincinnati, Buffalo, or Kansas City, they're going to earn it. No matter what, they were going to earn it anyway. 
And so when the champion is crowned, that champion is going to deserve the Super Bowl this season. Because if one of those three teams does play and they lose the Super Bowl, then that other team just beat a dominating team. Yeah. So so whoever wins the Super Bowl this year is going to earn that crown. And if it's from one of those three teams, just think of the adversity and then they still make it through to that. You yeah, know? I, so I mean, is this like it's you said, just more respect? Yeah, we talk about asterisk. That talk about an asterisk. Look, you might have to win a championship game on neutral ground. Right. Neither team's gonna have an advantage at that point when it comes to the crowd. Right. And how tough is that? I mean, you think about it in the Super Bowl. Most of the time, it's pretty split unless, I mean, the last two years, they've been in the home right. <laughs> arena. And so both offenses are going to have to line up and have the crowd noise. Yeah. That's just yeah, right. it. That's just right. a fact, you know? This and might be a this might be a look, permanent thing. Why don't you make all the games <laughs> on the neutral site? I, I mean. Right? I, I it mean. It wouldn't be a bad thing, to be honest with you. You know, financially for the for the owners and, and the, it would those. be a nightmare for logistics but. yeah absolutely absolutely let's continue on this thing we're going to bring up the 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 individual here jalen hurts who has had this injured shoulder now for a couple of weeks and they're saying he's very close to playing this sunday is it his right shoulder because it looks like yes. he's you know not yeah. flexing as hard with that one it, 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 yes it is it's his throwing shoulder yes so <laughs> i guess the question would be, Ron, should they actually play him and risk an, a, a chance of him injuring himself? They are playing for the number one seed and getting that first round by. The only teams that get buys are the number one seed. So yeah. what do you Look, do with Jalen Hurts if you're the Philadelphia Eagles right now? Okay, so there's two things. First of all, if you're worried about the playoffs, you're not winning the Super Bowl. So right now, this team thinks that they are the best team in the NFC, right? And they have to think that. So why not? You're playing the Giants. The Giants are not explosive. You still have a lot of talent on this team, and you have a guy that's capable of winning a game. Has a one, 0-2 with Minshew. Yes, he is 0-2, but he's capable. If he if they lose this game, they are they have an opportunity where they could be either one, two, or five. They could be the right. fifth seed. Right. Which means then you're on the road playing a playoff game. Correct. You know, and but do you bring him in and make it too early and then risk losing him for the playoffs? And I the think I'd roll the dice and play the Giants, you know, with Hurts sitting out. Yeah, and again, the Giants realistically can't move anywhere else. Uh, they're pretty much locked into their spot. So they may not even play their starters. So Minshew should be right. able to beat their, their bench. I, I, you know, again, you think about the season Hurts is having. 13-1 and one overall, 67.3% completion percentage, 3,472 yards passing, 22 touchdowns, only five interceptions. He's also he's rushed. MVP, to be yeah, he's also rushed for 156 yards for 747 yards and 13 touchdowns. Yeah, he has 35 touchdowns, as you know, for the offense. It, how valuable is he in their playoff push? Immensely important. Yeah. You you risk him taking a big hit in that game, and he goes out and he's done for the playoffs. 
versus giving him another two weeks to really try to heal. That's over a month of that's right of, of therapy. That's right. You're 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 putting yourself in a situation where now you're going you got Minshaw going against the top notch of the NFC. They're right. not winning those games. Yeah, you're they're not, not winning, winning those that. games. Because when you really think about it, they're the, the two teams that they're really worried about is Dallas and San Francisco. I mean, let's be honest with that. Like, I mean, are you worried about the other teams? I mean, I'd be a little concerned having Tom Brady. Exactly, uh, though. And I think but, that would be the four five seed. If they go four five, right. they're going to Tampa again, like they did last season and having to try to beat Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I kind of mm-hmm. like Philadelphia's chances on that, if that's what happens. I, I agreed. But, but again, you, it you is but it is Tom Brady. And yeah. who knows? And we thought it last season. And right. realistically, the Rams eked by Tampa Bay. And we're going to look, we're going to know a lot about what this team is made out of. Right. I mean, when you think about it, if it was the wrong decision. Yeah. You know, and a disaster strikes and say they have to go to Tampa Bay and say Tom Brady beats them. Then you, you question know, it. Absolutely. Then then people are going to question that decision. And, I mean, what can you do? You still should have beaten, you know, Tampa Bay. The Giants. Yeah, and you should and beat you the Giants. you still should have beaten the Giants in the be- so, to begin with. Yeah, I, I think that's where it all lies. Look, if you can't beat the Giants with the expectation that the Giants aren't going to play their starters. Yeah. So, what are some of your games of interest this week? Um, well, that is one of them. That is one of them. Um, you know? Yeah, I, I, I had the same game. Um, Giants at Eagles, right? There's so much intrigue when it comes to Philadelphia and where they're at and what's going to happen with them. I I mean, Titans-Jaguars. Who expected the Jaguars to be contenders this season for, for a division title? They right. could win the division. This is for the division. Right. Oh, absolutely. And and to see the Titans seven and nine is just startling to me. Yeah. With all like that I, talent this should have been this should have been an easy cakewalk for Tennessee to win that division. Um all you had to do is just get an average play from your quarterback position and you would have yeah. easily won this division. Yeah, I think people started to realize, look, they're going to try to run the ball so much with Derrick Henry. Teams figured it out. They didn't have an offensive weapon. They get rid of A.J. Brown. That definitely hurt them. So, you know, and then, you know, Tannehill got hurt, and Malik Willis wasn't the answer, and they're trying to, you know, figure that quarterback situation out. So it'll be interesting to see uh, that game because, to me, even if the fact that you're talking week, uh, you know, 18 and the Jaguars are – contenders to win the division is pretty impressive yeah the fact that they're actually in first place right now yeah it's just insane it's insane this has been a crazy football yeah i had the uh ravens at Bengals because again if the ravens win that game that that's it's a coin toss for the yeah uh, Yeah, that's just gonna throw another another problem into the whole loop of things you know and um but i mean i think the raven and the Ravens it's, would have beaten the Bengals twice this season. Yeah. So that part of it too. So I'm sure they don't want to go and play them in Baltimore if no, that coin don't. flip goes. No, they <laughs> to don't. The Ravens way. They don't. What else do you so, have? 
Um, I also have Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Huh. Okay. I was thinking uh, about it. Because of Pittsburgh, and I got to tell you, we thought this was going to be the year that Tomlin had no chance of getting a winning record. Yeah. No chance. This team on paper was not very good. They had some good defensive players, of course, you know, um, but some of them have spent time injured, of course. And here they are. They can make the playoffs. And that is that is astonishing. When we start to talk about genius coaches in the NFL, and obviously Bill Belichick's name always seems to come up first, you have to start to think Tomlin's in that group. Like what what he's, he's been able to do. Yeah, absolutely. It, I, it's just there was no way you sit back and say, okay, playoff bound. Yeah. They have an opportunity. Obviously, they need health. But their playoff, they have an opportunity to make the playoffs with a rookie quarterback, uh, Mitch Trubisky. You know, that quarterback situation has not when been good When you have three quarterbacks, you have none, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I don't – and it's just like, holy cow, man, what a job he's done. Even yep. if he loses and he has the, his first losing season in his NFL coaching career. Eight wins the, is a miracle yeah, for this team. I, I wouldn't have thought he came close. No. Th this team went four or five no. games. I would have been like, that's where I thought they'd be. Yeah, maybe. We have to talk about the – the, the Patriots and the Bills, because the Patriots must win to get in. Uh, and again, how Buffalo has been able to handle the Patriots the last couple of games where I think they've punted twice in two games. That It's just, it, it's yeah. been ugly. The playoff game was ugly. Going to Buffalo for New England, the energy that Buffalo is going to have with the, you know, the situation well, again, that gonna, just happened on Monday night. We're gonna we're gonna bring up that are they going to rally around this and you know play for him and really yeah. play? Yeah. Or are Hamlin's... they going to be mentally out of the game? And that's what we're gonna have to see. I kind of figure it's gonna go the opposite. It's gonna go that they're gonna be ready and they're dedicating this game to Demar, you know, and. It's going to be a rough day for the Patriots. Yeah, if that I, happens, I I don't see it going very well for New England. If there I was don't either early in the week, I was like all in this. I'm okay, you know, mentally. I think Buffalo will be checked out. Now, I mean, after the phone situation, FaceTime, yep. and, and I just think that just puts them at another level. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I know you got one other game for sure. Um, and we'll just discuss that last because we know which game we're talking about. But what else do you have? Was that? Are we on to that? Dallas game? and Washington. Really? No. Nah. Well, well, Dallas only needs to win because of the Philadelphia game. Yeah. You know, you know, if that if that goes sideways for Philadelphia, Dallas has a chance to win that to division. win the division and then choke in the playoffs as normal and then choke in the first round. So I mean, <laughs> it works out for all of us. It does. It really does. But the game we know is going to be the game, and it's the last game of the season. It has to be the the Lions at the Packers. You're right. It does, and that's why I put that one last on the list, right? Because like, of that. Because of we that could talk fact. about this for a whole show. Um, <laughs> as I drop all my notes. Look, I mean, this is. I, I, I mean, I do. 
Aaron Rodgers, man, come on. This was the year. It was it was over. When you look at that that fact that Aaron Rodgers should not be in the playoffs, sort of uh, yes. like Tom Brady. And then you look at the fact now to get into the playoffs, they have to just beat the Lions. Well, that might have been just the beat the Lions, you know, last year. But think about think about what the picture is. Everybody thought, okay, they have to win their last three games. Okay. Oh, they got to go to Miami. There's no way they're going to win that game, right? Well, Won guess it. what? Oh, now Minnesota, you know, that's like the one of the best teams in the NFC, right? There's no way they're going to beat them. Won it. Right. Oh, it's the Lions. They got this in the bag, right? Yeah. We know how that goes. We know how that goes. I, I just don't understand it. And listen, and the team they've got to beat, when you talk about a team trying to get back from adversity, like, I mean, the Detroit Lions have been an absolute joke of an organization for how many years now? Right. You need to win one game to get into the playoffs. And that one game, you have to face Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And they need it to win to get in. Like, you talk about a scenario where it's like, you know what I mean? It's like me going into the ring with Mike Tyson, I'm already at a disadvantage. There's no right. way I should beat Mike Tyson. Right. And this is what the Detroit Lions, the poor Lions, like, could you have not made it an easy game so they could have just got in and we all said, look at the Lions. Nope. Let's make it the hardest possible scenario for the Lions. Right. And this is it. Why are they not playing the Chicago Bears at the right? game? You know <laughs> Just, what I'm saying? And it's, it's like the poor Lions. Here we go. Let's play Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Yeah. And Green Bay needs the win, too. So right. it's not even like they're going to sit or, or take it easy. But you know what? NFL is messing up on this. Because they have Seattle playing an early game. Or an yeah, earlier game. Yes. Um, but if Seattle, Seattle wins, then... should be playing at the same time as the Detroit game. It should be playing at the same time. So that way, Detroit doesn't look up, oh, Seattle won, we're out. Yeah, that's a good point. Because then they let down, and I want them to basically beat Green Bay. I want to see Aaron Rodgers lose. Right, I it's do. insane. I it's do. Insane. So we need this great slate of games this week in the NFL. I mean, last week of the year is always interesting, but this week is it's so much going on. So it'll be fun to see uh, this right. Saturday and Sunday. So Saturday games, I think that Jacksonville, uh, Tennessee game is uh, Saturday night. So yeah, I want to watch most of these games. I yeah, mean, that, that'll be fun. But it is time for the triple play, my friend. Grounded to third. There's one. There's two. There it is. It's a triple play. This is going to be a tough one, my friend, and you are no, first this week. I am so excited about that. So this we are going to, so I was on a uh, Red Sox group chat recently, and they were saying how much better Nomar Garcia-Paro was than Derek Jeter. I got into a little bit of a, you know, discussion of discussion about that. I'm a Red Sox fan, and I don't even believe that. But they they, <laughs> they actually made some valid points. So in the early '90s, two uh early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, these three uh, shortstops were considered some of the best in Major League Baseball. And that was Nomar Garcia-Para, Derek Jeter, and Alex Rodriguez. We're going to decide who we start, bench, and cut. 
Uh, you are first this week. I cannot wait. I already know who you're cutting. So go ahead. Well, I don't have to cut anybody because you only gave me two legitimate yeah. players. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with you. Um, um, but I will give all the stats. So, <sighs> you know. All right. So we start out with Nomar. Uh, 1,747 hits. 229 home runs. 313 batting average. Incredible. Yes. Um, 927 runs scored. 936 RBI. He's a six-time All-Star. He did win a Rookie of the Year. He's got a Silver Slugger and two batting chair titles. Um, Derek Jeter. 3,465 hits. 260 home runs. A 310 batting average. Only three points behind, you know, Nomar. No Mar. Um, 1,923 runs, 1,311 RBIs, 14-time All-Star, Rookie of the Year, five World Championships, five Gold Gloves, five-time Silver Slugger, a World Series MVP. This guy is a winner. And all I could ever think of is that catch. And I know you know what catch I'm talking about. Diving into the stands? Yes. Yes. That catch. Against that the and the Sox. Oakland play. I'll never forget the Oakland play. You know, I mean, this guy just was a star. Yeah. I mean, this is what you want out of a baseball player. You I know, I, he does everything the right way. Okay. Um, and Alex Rodriguez, um, a total of 700 plus hits while he was with Seattle. Uh, that's all I count. Um, 189 home runs with Seattle. That's all I count. 627 runs with Seattle. That is all I count. 595 RBIs with Seattle. That is all I count. He still had four all-star appearances with Seattle, uh, four-time silver slugger with Seattle, and a batting title with Seattle. Uh, so that championship was, you know, tainted by him. But, you know, I mean, when you look at all of his numbers, they're amazing. But I can't count them because he is a known cheater. And that is definitely a no-no. So you are getting cut, of course, because I don't want a cheater on my team. I'd rather have a cheater than a cheater. Oh, my goodness. I'm not even. Yes. No, not even doing that yes. one, my friend. Yes. No. Yes. And, and everybody knows it. I don't care what it is. I will take Derek Jeter over even A-Rod with all those numbers. I don't care. Even with all those numbers, okay. But Cheater is is my starter, um, and if he's my starter, as long as he's healthy, he will play every day, every day, every day. So no mob might not see ever any time from my team. Okay, he would be the bench guy. Gotcha. Oh boy, you just I don't care. It's a cheater. Okay, Derek Cheater, uh, I agree, is my starter. Uh, in a, it, again, the five championships, but uh, even from a fielding percentage, they were all about the same. But a nine seven six fielding percentage in his yeah. career, 
20 years. The odd thing about this is out of the three of them, he had the lowest, highest batting average in a season, and that was 349, which we say low at 349, but that was, you know, pretty impressive. But I went the other direction with my bench. I went with A-Rod. And I went with A-Rod because of the home runs, 696 home runs. Only 189 legitimate ones, though. 10 silver sluggers. 977 fielding percentage. I'm sure the steroids helped him with his fielding as well. Highest batting average with 358 all time in his career. So, again, steroids must have helped him hit the ball better. Um, But I I think the longevity of it, too. Derek Jeter, 20 years, 22 years for Alex Rodriguez. Nomar had a, a very good career and he batted his highest batting average was 372. Yeah. Phenomenal. Un- unreal. Almost 400. The problem with, with Nomar, and I, I continue to say it even to them, was right. the fact that he got injured in 11 seasons. Right. If you put his numbers and double them, he would have been better than both of these guys. Unfortunately, that yeah, didn't no, that's that was a big factor. Yeah, and, and, and I just think that, look, when you talk about Nomar, he was probably the best of the three until... It just wasn't long enough. Yeah, until, you know what I mean, it comes to longevity. And right. then, no. obviously, those guys were able to pass by him. So, I cut I cut yeah. Nomar. And the fact that Jeter is just an absolute clutch player. Yeah, I mean, and, that's the thing. They, they Basically, what the argument was, if he wasn't in New York, he would have been an average player. With Jeter? Yes, that's what the argument was in the Red Sox chat. Uh, I don't, I don't said, agree with that. I don't New, agree with that at all. New York helped him elevate because it put him in a spotlight. No, no. I mean, numbers don't lie. No, numbers they don't, don't lie. lie. They don't lie. All right, my friend, it's NBA time, and Kenny is actually has joined us, so that's kind of cool. Great timing with this NBA. We're gonna bring up uh, your man. I know Kenny loves him as well. That's Zion Williamson. So now he's going to miss three weeks with, I believe it's a foot injury. How does yeah. this affect the new all in Pelicans? Well, I mean, it's going to make them sink in the standings for a little bit. Um, I think, I think they'll be okay once he comes back. But again, how long will he be back for? Is this going to be a thing that's going to keep reoccurring? Uh, or is it going to go away? You know, I mean, I'm not sold on him staying healthy very long. And we said this at the preview show and here we are talking about his injury and he's yep. going to be out for about three to four weeks. Yeah. So the kicker was, uh, on the 28th of December, he actually had 43 points was, was a career high. He's yep. averaging 26, seven and 4.6 so far this season. But he's already missed eight games. He had two with a hip injury, yeah. three with a with a, a different foot injury, three because of health and safety protocols and, and having to miss games. We're, we're seeing this consistently. I This is where I feel like the New Orleans Pelicans get affected. They've invested a lot of money yeah. in Zion. The expectation, I think he signed that five-year deal. We talked about it. How as an organization do you sit back and feel comfortable as this is your guy? leading your team for the next five years. Yeah, and you're only going to have them half the time. Yeah, I, I just don't. If you're I, lucky. That's the part of it that, that would bother me more than anything. Not that he got hurt this season again, but this is going to be a lingering thing every year for the next five years. Do we get him for 60 games, 50 games, 30 games, no games? I mean, 
you got to start to say that there's got to be players that you're going to be able to put on the court. We can sit back and, and criticize Jason Tatum for not having toughness in Boston and maybe not having that, that alpha in him, right? Like he just needs to, that man's on the court almost every single game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree you, with that. When you invest money into a player and you're going to put all your, your chips in, in the, in the center and say, look, I'm betting all in on this guy. You need to know that he's going to be able to at least lace up his shoes and be on the court. Right. And that's not happening with Zion. Right. And we, Eric, we talk about this all the time. Play the preview show. We talked about it. We talked about certain players and their injuries. And here we are, you know, closing in close to the, um, the all-star break. Right. And we're talking about the same players out again with injuries throughout the league. Right. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, Anthony and, Davis now. Uh, we talked about that. Arias now Zion. Yeah, and this is this is going to plague these players their whole entire career from here on out. This is just how it is. Some people can play every day and not have injuries. Some people just are always injured. I mean, it's it's that's just how it is. It is what it is. And I'm sorry um, if an organization wants to to have a guy that's always injured, then fine. So be it. But you must expect that you're not going to be winning championships because of that. Yeah. Lie in the bed that you make. Right. Realistically, not. Exactly. they're not able to. They can't trade them. Nobody's exactly. going to touch him because they're going to say, look, we're getting a part time player. And you're as much as I think, you know that Brown and Tatum won't win a championship, I would still take them over the situation of how dare you? They're gonna win a championship. Of the Lakers and you know <laughs> and the the Clippers and the Pelicans, you know, the same cast of characters that are always hurt. I don't want them on my team. I don't we talked about Kawhi. I think a couple weeks ago or yeah. maybe a month ago or wherever it was. It was around that time. We've ago. done a lot of shows. We've done a lot of shows now in the last two years. But I would say this is if you look at Zion, it's almost the same thing. Like the Clippers organization in the last two years hasn't had him. Yeah. How does that benefit them? You, you sign Paul George. You say this is the, the one-two punch that's going to be able to win a championship. He's not there. The Pelicans need Zion to win a championship. Right. Not that they would win a championship, but I'm saying if they are going to win a championship, they need Zion. He's yeah. too important of a piece not to have. Exactly. So it's it's just another disappointment when it comes to, to, to Zion Williamson and the injuries. It's Major League Baseball time, and I know, and I can't believe I broke the news to you the other day, that Rafael Devers has signed an 11-year deal to remain with the Boston Red Sox. How does this help Boston for the next 11 years? Well, I kind of feel like I'm responsible for this. Okay, and how was because, that? Because remember the, when we were talking about this and I said I was going to like be a fan of somebody else? Yeah, yeah. Possibly San Diego because, yeah, you know, yeah. players. They got Bogarts and, yeah, yeah. some players. Tatis back, Junior's back. And then now. all of a sudden, oh, oh. It's all because of you, buddy. It's all you. Know, you. So I kind of think it is a little bit of uh, credit goes to me for them to sign him. What was that? The Red Sox fans? What are they? What? Wait. Ah, they, they are, they're they are, all happy about it. They, exactly. they are happy for you that you have the other reason why 
Devers is now a Red Sox for the next 11 years. 11 years, $331 million deal. So I guess he had signed a one-year deal, $17.5 million right. to avoid arbitration. This subsede, uh, supersedes that. So he's actually going to be the next 11 years. So again, I ask you, how does this help the organization? Well, it, it just shows that they're going to try to put a a team on the field of players that belong here. Um, it would have been nice that, you know, if they signed Xander back, because I think that would have been um, better. But, um, you know, I still don't know if this if this team really knows what they're doing. Yeah, it's an odd situation because, again, to your point, right, we don't sign Bogarts, but we, then we're going to sign Devers to a big contract. And I think it's yeah. it's like the sixth most – he'll be the sixth highest paid player in, in Major League Baseball. Why wouldn't you have kept – if it was maybe a lesser deal to say, look, we're going to let the two of them play it out, yeah. don't sign Xander for 11, but give him a good contract for maybe seven and see how that went. But – I, I question, look, to me, this is a good sign for Boston fans, Boston, the Boston organization, that they're not going to at least allow all their top players to, to just walk out the door and not do anything about right. it. Right? right. We criticize them saying that, you know, from a trade standpoint, you'd have to trade them before the trade deadline because you got nothing for Bogarts. Right. They, they're clearly saying, look, we're all in on, on a guy. We're going to stick with them. I mean, his numbers are very good. Last year, 295 uh, batting average, 27 home runs, 88 ribbies. He had 164 hits. He's he's in a lifetime so far, six years, 283 batting average. He's hit 139 home runs. Two yeah, time it would have been nice if people were on base for him. That, that would have been. Yeah, and that, that that's going to help. So they've got to build a team around him. So the, the key to this now is does Boston start to put players around him? We have to see, does Trevor Story turning to the big signing that they expected him to be last season? He That's important, right? That's important. So, I, I mean, again, the guy knows how to win. He's won a championship. I thought this was a great move by Boston because if they had lost Devers along with Bogarts in, two, in a two-year span, I, I don't see how you recover from that. These They're too good of a player to, to just let walk out the door. No, and, and I think the realization after Judge resigned with New York, I think kind of – kind of might have lit a fire under the Red Sox behinds. Because I think if if the Yankees would have let him go, I think the Red Sox would have let Devers go. Yeah, I think. I think I, yeah, and he would I mean, have ended up signing with the with the Yankees. Yeah. So, so it, it was a great move all the way around. Um, again, I'm not a Red Sox fan, but I, I do say that. Um, I feel like you're going to be soon, though. I don't know about that. Uh, so we... Uh, we have to we have to discuss the one thing though. Uh, again, Mookie Betts, Bogarts. If you thought of think about if they would have kept this together, right now with Devers, developed some pitching. They finally started to make moves with their bullpen this year. That would have helped. This would have been a championship team again. That's the scary part. How do you replace a Bogarts and a, and a Betts? They haven't been able to do bet, uh, a, a, a player for Betts yet. Bogart's going to be a big loss. They're going to have to try to find some guys that are going to be able to replace them too. With Devers now staying, 
to become a, a championship caliber team again. Yeah, well, they missed the boat on getting some prospects. You know, they, they could have traded Evaldi, got some prospects. They could have traded, you know, um, a couple of other players, um, Martinez. You know, you could have traded Bogarts. I mean, think of the prospects that they could have infused this team with if they would have traded those guys that they they knew they weren't keeping. Yeah. No. They knew. I think the problem with Boston last season was they had that hot July. Yeah. Where they, they were the best right. And it, it started to yeah. make them think they could they could actually make the playoffs. Yeah. So it, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So it's face off time, my friend. Talk about it all the time, Rick. A clean face off win. So we can never get away from Tom Brady, it seems like. So our debate today will be, should Tom Brady finally hang up the cleats after this season? One of us has to be for him finally retiring, and one of us has to be against it. You are first. You get to pick which direction are you going. See, I feel like you want him to retire. So um, so I guess I'm going to go that route because I, I want to see what you have to say that you that he needs to stay. That's basically you. what I want to see. Not a problem. Not a problem. Um, so I think he should retire. Look, he's not having a good season. And, you know, nobody wants to see this. Nobody wants to see an average Tom Brady, if it's even average. You know, it, like you got a chance of not even having a winning record, even though you're making the playoffs and that magic could come back in the playoffs. We all know that. Um, yeah. But I don't want to see an average Tom Brady. I don't want to see him diminished in any aspect. I would like him to just retire, you know, and and do the whole Tony Romo thing in the booth. That's what we want. I think Tom Brady would be awesome. Pair him up with um, with uh, what's his face from uh, from the Jets' former coach, Mister Feet. Rex <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. Yes, pair him up with him on that show. That would be a great thing to see. You know, Rex Ryan can't get away from him. You know, I think that's what we we all need to see now. I, there's nothing left for him to prove. He's done it all. He is the GOAT. There's no doubt about it. Um, and go ahead, Eric. Let's see what, Let's see how you, you want him to stay. Tom Brady uh, actually has the most uh, attempts in the league. Still one of the top passing yards in the league. The team has struggled a little bit, but what I will say is this. There's still a fire in Tom Brady. There's still an opportunity where he has most teams at his disposal. They're talking about Miami. Put that talent around Tom Brady, possibly another Super Bowl. The Raiders, possibly another Super Bowl. Even a return to New England to end his career the way he should have ended it as a, as a Patriot and, and kind of win those fans back. Tom Brady can still do it at age 46 for him to retire at this point when he's still in the top 10 of quarterbacks, if not the top five, I mean, they want to try to put a Herbert or one of those guys ahead of him. What is Herbert one? Nothing. Tom Brady still can get a game done and win in the playoffs. You said it. He's still, he still has it. It's not, his skills haven't diminished. 
it's not Tom Brady looks horrible this year where he's throwing for the least amount of yards in his career or the least amount of touchdowns or the least of attempts in his, in his career. He's still putting up all the same numbers. He's just not winning because the team has failed him. He can still win with another organization. And he could be the first guy to go to three different organizations and win a Super Bowl if he went to, let's say, a Miami. Why not? Why wouldn't he? What's to prove right now? That's all to prove. I can still win a championship at age 46. It okay, so, so I'll take that win because that's exactly what I wanted you to say. Yeah. Because yeah, because I, I said he think, should retire. I still think he Yeah, I, and I said play. he should retire. Yes, right. I, I get it, but I'm okay. I'm not saying there's a reason. Right. I'm no, saying wait, there's one this thing is you what, missed. There's no, one thing you ahead. missed. Go ahead. The desire to come back next year would be based on this year. Of course, if he doesn't, you know, win the Super Bowl. It's like I had a horrible season last year with the team. Now I got to prove that I didn't lose it. Yeah, That's so the final This thing. is the reason why I would want him to retire. Yeah. And it's not it's because I don't want it to to end the way some of these great quarterbacks have ended. Right. Right. And and he's could walk to, if he walked away this year, people could wouldn't be what I just said would yeah. be the argument. Right. <laughs> Look, why is he doing it, man? He's still putting up the numbers. I don't want it to be where he has a bad year. He gets injured. He's not playing. He's sitting on a bench. Some rookie comes in to replace him. Like, that's not how I want to see him in his career. Yeah. Because he's been too important to the sport, too important to New England, to football yeah. in general, to see a guy walk away in a way that wouldn't be fitting of, of one of the greatest. Oh, absolutely. Of all time, the greatest. Absolutely. Of all time. And, and a lot of players do that. Um, Brett Favre comes to mind. Yeah. Like, he didn't go out gracefully. Right. How many times? Retired, didn't retire, came back, didn't look good with the yeah. Jets, had a good year with Minnesota, then stunk. Like, yeah, no, I, I, I don't want to like see that. It. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Joe Montana towards the end of his career. You don't want to you know? see the Celtics shack. Yeah, exactly. Right. And again, you don't think about those players in these other scenarios, but that'll happen with Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady hung on for two more years in his last year. You know what I mean? He, he just, he played four games yeah. and that was it. Like, that's not how I want that to happen. go on. Yeah. All right. Let's talk some NHL. I know how excited um, you are. We're going to talk some Bruins here. Maybe not in a positive way, but Jake DeBrusque is suffering an injury. We'll miss about four weeks. How does this affect the team right now? the next month um well so far they are one and oh without jake depressed so far i like where you're heading all right good job <laughs> um look i mean he's on a 36 goal pace that's gonna take a hit um but this guy can score some goals um he's gonna be missed you know i mean it's impossible not to miss a goal scorer right yeah but this team is solid enough that they can withstand an injury. They, they look, they won without Marshan. Yeah, very deep. They won without Marshan. Marshan is a better player than DeBrusque. So, therefore, one injury isn't going to hurt this team. What they'll end up doing, they'll put Pasternak on that line, and they'll put um, Zaka with Hall and Krejci. And that'll be the second line. They'll put either Greer or or Craig Smith with the Coil line because Coil and Frederick are just just dynamite together. 
So, and then Greer will play on the fourth line or Craig Smith, one of those two. They could flip flop. Yeah. Um, and they're going to be okay. They're so, going to be fine. They'll, they'll, yeah. with, they'll weather the storm. And if, if that doesn't work, then they'll call up Lysel or Beecher or somebody um, to give them a shot. So, Last season, 42 points, so 25 goals, 17 assists. He's already at 16 goals, 14 assists, 30 points, so 12 points off their pace, right? Yep. A plus 15. He's had four goal uh, game-winning goals so far this season, so he's been a big part of them, their clutch. victory. But let me ask you this. So Nosik, Nosik uh, Greer, Foligno uh, are listed as uh, the other left-wingers besides, obviously, Hall and Martian. Yeah. Will one of those guys – Maybe get more time. So he was averaging the most um, ice time at 17, uh, eight seconds, 17 minutes, eight seconds currently. So he's he's been on the ice more than he's normally been, DeBrusque. Yeah. Do, does one of these guys maybe step up, play more minutes, and, and have a role? Gray's the youngest of them. Maybe Boston wants to see what he can do. Yeah, I think, I think this is going to be Craig Smith's chance. Because he's been in and out of the lineup. Him and Greer basically been swapping spots. I think Craig Smith is going to be the first opportunist to get that ice time. So, um, because I don't think the three lines are going to still get their, their time played. It's just who's going to be on that right side with, um, with um, Coyle. You know, because that's going to be that's going to be the question. Because Hall has been playing, you know, on the left side, and they moved Frederick over to the right. So now Frederick will go back onto the left side, and Craig Smith will probably get that shot there. And look, they need to get him jump started, if not just to trade him. You know, I mean, they've been trying to unload Craig Smith probably all season so far, and because he's not getting any points they they can't move him for what is what it's worth and this is going to be his opportunity he's got a lot he's got he's got a scoring shot he, he just needs to get get the get the puck in the net and he's so snake bitten right now so he's going to get the first opportunity you know so he's going to be in the lineup you know until until it doesn't work and then they'll call up one of the younger kids and they'll tinker with with the with Pasternak moving up or back and Zaka, you know, they'll give some people, Felino might get some chance on that first line. Like you said, um, I don't think that's, that's out of the question because, you know, let's face it, the last couple of weeks, they've been moving around some players here and there when they play really, really well, they're trying to get them more ice time and move up and place playing a more meaningful role. So, and Felino's been one of those guys that's he's seen power play time. It would not surprise me to see him to play alongside of Bergeron and Marchand. Would not be surprised. So I'm going to break some news to you before we move on to our next story. There's a report out there. Pasternak, eight years, 88 million. It should happen soon. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, 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 I know you were a little worried about me. him leaving. No, well, but, I said it was going to be, you know, that two-digit number yeah yeah so 10 11 million sounds about right so sounds this kind of right. ties into our next story because uh, Pasternak, who's having a phenomenal year isn't 
um, one of the all-stars that was named uh, recently, there's been some, you know, players out there, kind of the Norms, the, the McDavid's, uh, you know, the Ovechkins, you know, some of those guys that we expected to be there. But we're going to talk about some of the snubs, some of the guys that you feel should have been on that on the NHL All-Star. So the fans will still have an opportunity to vote some guys in. So so let's do this. Can we talk about it like from division to division? Yeah, that's fine. The Metropolitan. So that way I can give you what I think the snubs are going to be and what, you know. Sure. So Metropolitan, let's start there. Okay, so the Metropolitan um, has all forwards. Yeah, no defensemen. And one goaltender. Yeah. Right? So now, when this next batch of players come in, it's going to be two more players and a goaltender. There's no way those two players aren't going to be defensemen. They have to be, right? They have to be, right? There's no defensemen. Right. So those two defensemen are probably going to be Fox from the Rangers. Yep. And probably Dougie Hamilton from the Devils. No, no. uh, Bruin? No, that's that's the Metropolitan Division. Hampton, that's right. You're right. Atlantic, yes. So so with that being said, if those are the two players... Yeah. And the defenseman could change. It could be somebody other than Hamilton, but I think it'll be Dougie Hamilton. Um, he's having a great year. So that leaves players like um, um, Hughes, Jack Hughes yeah. from the Devils, out. Panarin, out. Um, Kuznetsov, out. Matthew Barzal out. Because if you're only going to have two more players, they got to be defensemen. You would they got to so. be. Yeah. I mean, you can't have no defensemen on your team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be so, weird. so you're going to see a lot of those players not in there that are, are and should be all stars. All right. What about the Atlantic then? We talked about so, so lack of Boston Bruins, right? Bruins have the best record in the NHL. So far, Linus Olmark is the only Bruins. Right, because there's and one well player deserved. from each team. Yeah. One okay. player from each team. And Olmark is the goaltender, right? So, again, this is a division that has no defensemen. No defensemen on that list. Uh-huh. So you would think the two players are going to be defensemen. You would think that, right? And... You would probably say um, probably Lindholm, maybe. Yeah, which I think he leads the league in uh, plus minus. Right. And and Rasmus Dahlin from Buffalo, who's one of the top point getters for defensemen. Um, so if that's the case, then Pasternak isn't going to the All-Star game. Nylander isn't going to the All-Star game. Austin Matthews is not going to the all-star game. You know, this is, it's kind of, it's kind of sad to be honest with you that, you know, this, this three versus three kind of thing is nice, but you got to get the guys that belong to in the all-star game. They they changed the the format, correct? Right. Right. And and what is that now? So they each team gets one guy. 
first. And then the fans, I guess, are voting for two yeah. and a goaltender. Okay. And I think then there'll be a last guy in thing. I don't know how that works, but but there'll be a last guy. So there'll be hmm. one more spot. It's weird. And you're going to leave right. off some people that deserve to be in there. And we can see that, right? It's, it's similar to what Major League Baseball does, right? They Each team gets a representative. Yes. Yeah, yes. so I guess I, I can see why they do it, but it's just right. weird when you have... But, you know, when you're talking about, you know, eight players are in. Eight players. And then you're putting in three more. You know, so now that's 11, and then the 12th guy. So only 12 guys... So 24 are making it when, yeah. you know, 24 from each conference. And that doesn't, to me, that doesn't get the all-stars there. It okay. doesn't get the all-stars there because right. about, they're going to miss a lot of good players. Yeah. What and about it gets the worse. What about the central? So the central, um, um, if I'm not mistaken, they have three defensemen going. Is that what it is, or is that yeah, the they, Pacific? They, they, uh, I'm not sure, but... Let me see if I can bring that up really quick. I think I have it actually open. Da, 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 da. But there, you know, you're looking at players that are... Yeah, so they do have three defensemen. They have Seth Jones, Kale McCarr, and Josh Morrissey from, from Winnipeg. Um... Also, they have Vladimir Tarasenko, Jason Robertson, Clayton Keller, and Kirill the Thrill. But what isn't in there right now <laughs> is um, uh, um, what's his face? Uh, Roman Yossi, a defenseman. Yeah. So Nashville. he's probably not going. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Miro Heskinen, a defenseman. He's not going for Dallas, and he should be there. But Mark Shifley will probably get the nod. And probably you would think uh, Rantanen from Colorado, who has just carried that team. And, like, how how are you, like, how are you leaving some guys off that should be there? And that that is the dis- – disturbing part and i'm not even like naming a lot of the players that deserve to be in there yeah you know i mean it's really coming into effect in in the eastern conference because like when you're not going to have Pasternak get in and nylander and austin matthews i mean that is just a travesty yeah so what about the pacific i know it's one of the worst divisions in, in hockey, but obviously, uh, again, there's some talented players there. Uh, what, are, what are some of the right. players that might be missing? Right. So they have one defenseman going, and that is Eric Carlson right now. So you would think they got to at least send another defenseman. At least. So in the in the Pacific, um, you're looking at Dreisaitl isn't on this list right now. So you would think he has to go. But Ryan Nugent Hopkins has more points than Dreisaitl. So um, that could be a problem. Um, Quinn Hughes from Vancouver probably could get the nod as a defenseman. That's probably who's going to get in. And I would think Dreisaitl is probably going to get in. So 
you know, Hopkins isn't going to get in. Uh, Bo Horvat from Vancouver is not going to get in. Um, you know, and then you, I mean, you look at who's, who's going for Chicago. That's the question. Uh, Seth Jones. So Patrick Kane, isn't going to be in the all-star game? You know, like to me, an all-star game should be the stars. You know what I mean? And I don't mean Dallas stars. I mean, just yeah, the no, I got stars. You. Yeah. So again, I think some of these major cities get an advantage when the fans vote. Yeah, And so you'll get certain guys in or, you know, a hockey town that might be predominantly more for the NHL than other sports. Yeah. That'll make a difference. And that shouldn't be the way that these guys get decided. I think it's it should be, again, based off of the gameplay and what they've done so far this season. But there's also guys that kind of get grandfathered in, in my eyes. Yeah, they get grandfathered in. I mean, it should be. And again, if it, like you said, best examples of Pasternak, who's got, what, 50 points. You I don't know, know I mean? how he's not in here. You he's know, one he's of the not top five stars because they got to go defense. Yeah, and they have to, right? They don't have any defensemen, right? Yeah, and it's just a travesty. So, to me, I think there should be at least another three players for each team because I know they're going to do it three versus threes, and they're going to do the divisions as four teams, and that is all fine and dandy. But you know what? I do want to see the stars in this game. I do want to see Dreisaitl. I do want to see Pasternak. I do want to see Panarin. I want to see Kane. You know, I want to see Yossi and all these other great players. And, you know, that's that's what we want. I mean, it, it, it should be people that deserve it, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to no. see somebody that's not having a good season in there. Agreed. That's not the, the, the question. But, you know, I got a list of, like, I don't know, 30 players here that are in the league leaders in points and yeah, almost all of them are even going to be in. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, Ron, we're going to talk some NCAA football. Um, obviously, the championship game is this Monday. So, yeah. kind of excited to see how that goes. But we're going to talk about the uh, Michigan Wolverines. They obviously lost to TCU in the NCAA playoffs. And now Jim Harbaugh is facing a possible suspension. Do you think it's time for him to leave the college ranks and go back to the NFL? Um, this might be what he wants to do. You know, look, he's, I mean, he he's already made a statement staying. today already, you know? Yeah, he's adamant he's staying, is what he yeah. said. He said his That's intention is saying. to remain with the Michigan Wolverines. He did meet with the Panthers. I've heard that. Um was discussed. Um, they say no job was, you know, discussed, but I can't clearly see why would he go and meet with the Panthers unless yeah, it was no, for a job. Really a job interview. <laughs> like who, who are they kidding? Right. You yeah. know, it's so, like, yeah. So I guess his intentions to remain, he says, but he's being investigated for, um, I guess alleged violations during the COVID-19 recruiting yeah. dead period where they weren't supposed to be able to talk to players or do some things. And then I started to look at his record, 99 and 74 at Michigan. In the last two seasons, it's been his best years, 12 and 2, and then 13 and 1. But he's 2 and 7 all time in his bowl games, including the last two years where he's lost both games in the playoffs. Uh, so I, I start to sit back and say, okay, how much more can he, he's choking, yes, right? How much more can he possibly do at Michigan now without eventually getting terminated for, you know, just not winning the big? you know, the title, like you have to sit back and start to sit as a coach and say, look, 
if I don't take my shot in the NFL now, I may not get a shot. Yeah. Yeah, when you can't win, I mean, that takes its toll after a while, right? You know, look, I mean, the, the allegations are probably true, you know? I mean, I mean, you know what teams do. Yeah, of course. You don't become successful unless you're doing something. It's just right. certain guys get caught and others don't. Right, exactly. So, you know, I don't doubt that's going to happen. I don't doubt there'll be some sort of a suspension or big, huge fine or whatever. Something no, said, will yeah. come down on them. Two-game suspension is what they're saying. Yeah, probably. You know, so, you know, what does that really do? Not a whole lot, you know? It doesn't do a whole lot to him. It just tarnishes, you know, a career. Yeah, I, I, I get out. That's my opinion. That's my you know, opinion. he wants he's waiting for that perfect job, right? It's not That's what happen. he's waiting for in, in the NFL in the NFL. And, and what is that? So you want you want the perfect setup as in like the players, you yeah. know, and you know, the draft I, capital. Yeah. I will say the only scenario that honestly any team's really looking at is Miami. Because there's there's speculation if they lose this week, based on the the way they end the season, I think it'll be six straight losses. Mike McDaniel from Miami could be terminated. If that happens, that team has a ton of talent. That team is is a win now team. Right. Some of these other teams, Indianapolis, Carolina, that they're in rebuilds. They they've yeah. got some work, and it's going to take some time. And you know. If you're gonna if you're gonna sit back and wait to see if Miami opens up, well, that other that other network um, claims that Carolina is a great job to have, and I'm like, really? Where? Why? They, How is that they, great? You need a quarterback, to, and then yeah, from there, I mean, you need a quarterback. You need a running back. You need a receiver. You need uh, defensive not, pieces. Not, not, you need some guy. line. Um, yeah. Oh. But, um, you need a coach. <laughs> it, it's going to be interesting to see what he decides to do. I don't think he stays. That's my opinion. I, I think he, he walks away and it would make more sense at this point for him. Yeah. He's going to wait to see what the job openings are. Yeah. yeah. All right. And my friend, need quite a few of them. <laughs> it's pick and roll time. And it's our I first show of season three. So we're going to rank these six players all one. No, they were the number one in the NBA and we're going to rank them six to one. And those players are Oscar Robinson, Tracy McGrady, Penny Hardaway, Derek Rose, Chris Bosch, and Devin Booker all have won the number one in the NBA. We are going to rank them six to one. You are first this week. So you start us off at number six. Yeah. So um, this was pretty easy except for one. Um, Number six, and I didn't when I started doing the numbers, I didn't think I was gonna have him at number six. Didn't think so. But Penny Hardaway I have at number six. Uh fifteen point two points, four point five rebounds, five assists. Uh he shot forty five point eight percent and uh seventy seven percent from the free throw line. So um Four All-Stars, three-time All-NBA, but that's as far as the accolades go. Um, so I just felt the lowest amount of points. And for a guy that's supposed to dish the ball, he didn't have the most dishes. Yeah, 55 and game was really didn't contribute a whole lot 
offensively for the uh, with the other guys, and therefore I have him at number six. Okay. Uh, number five, I have Derek Rose. Um, seventeen point seven points, three point three rebounds, five point three assists, shot forty five point six percent. Um, I believe that was the second lowest on the list. And he's currently active. He's still active. And he's still active. Um, does have an MVP and a Rookie of the Year. Uh, three All-Stars and one All-NBA. Again, like I like that MVP, but that's about all. That's yep. all. Yeah. So it was kind of kind of quiet. And Agreed. Number four, I have Devin Booker. Okay. Three-time All-Star, one All-NBA. Again, kind of quiet on those accolades. But 23.7 points is eye-opening. Four boards, 4.7 assists, shot 45.8%. He has the best free-throw shooting out of all of these guys. And, you know, and even though that I like those 23.7 points. It didn't put him above the other three guys in my eyes. Um, but his career is not over either, so yep. that could change. Absolutely. And, you know, if he if he continues to get better, you know, for the next two, I would three say, years. Yeah, I would say by season seven or eight, of sports and if we yeah. do the ranking again, yeah. then we'll do this one. all over again. Yeah, he'll be number one. <clears throat> he'll be yeah, no, not number one, but at least number two. Um, so number three, I have Tracy McGrady, and this was a this was a tougher one with three and two. Um, nineteen point six points, five point six boards, four point four assists. Um, I put him at number. Three because his shooting percentage wasn't as good as number two, um, and his points were only really point four ahead of number two. So, and he didn't have the boards. So, Tracy McGrady had seven All Stars though, two scoring titles, and seven All NBA, mm -hmm. which is really good. But what tipped yeah. the scales is number two's Chris Bosh's two championships. Helps. <clears throat> And he wasn't like a guy that rode the coattails. He was, he was an important piece of those championships. So um, eleven All Stars to go along with that, one All NBA, nineteen point two points, eight point five boards, two assists. His his field goal percentage forty nine point four, which is the highest of everybody on this list. And he, be, and he developed a three-point shot. He was a three-point shooter, too. So he yes, was from yes. Outside. Um, and even, like, his his free throws, 79.9%, so 80% free throw shooters. So that's that's pretty good. Um, but, look, to me, this was an easy decision at number one, Oscar Robertson, 12-time All-Star, six-assist leader. Six-time, six, yep. Um, 11 All-NBAs. So not only are you just playing in the All-Star games, and we know how All-Stars can just happen to pop up because somebody else doesn't want to go, but he was an 11-time All-NBA. If you that add the other is... if you add the other five, it's 12 All-NBAs. Right. So he's yes. like one off from him. Exactly. This exactly is the point. That's why this is not yeah. 
a difficult choice. Yeah. One MVP. <clears throat> so he matches with the MVP of of Derrick Rose and then compiles all the numbers to go with it yeah. and that championship he has. Yep. 25.7 yep. points per game, best on the list. Yep. 7.5 rebounds, second best on the list. 9.5 assists, best on the list. 48.5 field goal percentage, which is second on the list. I mean, the numbers are there. Yeah. He does every part of the game the right way. This guy is a legend. Yeah, no, absolutely. He was definitely a legend. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, I did have a, a little different, but not much. I agree with you at Penny, and I think the injuries, uh, unfortunately, he just couldn't yeah. do some of the things. So 15 years in the league. Yeah, that, that didn't help him. Either. <clears throat> but 15 years in the league. But, again, I think a lot of that was injury, uh, you know, yeah. rad, you know, ravaged seasons. The same thing with Derrick Rose at five. Derrick Rose just has not been able right. to stay healthy enough where I think his numbers would have been phenomenal. Absolutely. I flipped. So I had Tracy McGrady at four. And the only reason why I had Tracy McGrady at four is just that difference in points, uh, four point, four more points per game yeah. by Devin Booker um, in a shorter amount of time. And I just feel yep. like Devin Booker's gonna, if you match these, he'll, he'll be above uh, Tracy McGrady. In the, in yeah, the, he will. In the he end. will. I went Bosch at two. I agree with you there. I did almost debate and almost not put Oscar Robinson at number one. The reason why is because he only wore the number one for four years. But then yeah, the champion, I, I the, the championship that he won, he was wearing the number one. So I said, you know what? I yeah. gave him the notch because of that. Yeah, just phenomenal. You think about all the accolades, but the six-time assist champ, he did win the well, rest I of the year. Only wore it for five, so. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's it's pretty interesting just to, just to see uh, – such a great player, even back in the day. We talked about this earlier about certain players that could probably play in today's game. He'd be one of them as well. Like I could just yeah. the man was able to rebound in this in, in assist, you know, besides scoring. So now make no mistakes. These are all very good players. Yes. Like they're all good. Like I would not want them not on my team. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. There's not many of them that I would sit back and go, no, I don't don't. Please don't put them on. Like, I wouldn't want to sign players that are injured all the time. But, you know, for what they do, these guys are all good players. Very good players. Ron, it is prediction time. The final season finale um, before we start our new year. And uh, we have a winner. You Congratulations. You have won 227 wins to 217 for myself. 58% win percentage. Very impressive, my friend. Last week, six and two. So another solid week for you. Great way to end the year. Kenny and Manny, you both have uh, been great participating. And I hope you continue early on here this year. So we get some closer yeah, numbers. You got to get above 50% though. Yes. But I will say, uh, Ron, it is time for you to decide so the loser was going to have to wear um, apparel from a team that they are not uh, a fan of. We'll say that. So I will ask you, which team will I have to wear for the next show? Well, it's definitely going to have to be the Boston Red Sox, Eric, because oh, Red I Red am Red a Sox Red fan. Red. You're a Yankee fan. And it's only fitting I choose that the first time. Okay. So I got to try not to lose this year so I can make sure. 
All right, my friend. So we are about to begin the new you should season. Even you should even get like a uh, like a, a Raphael Devers jersey. I, I will think about it. Season three, episode one. This is our first prediction of the new year for us. You are I'm first. Excited. This year. I, like I want to go perfect on the year. Yes. Good luck with that. So yeah, uh, it's not gonna happen. But. On on January seventh, so tomorrow night, uh, New Orleans Pelicans at the Dallas Mavericks. Um, okay, so New Orleans Pelicans will be minus Zion. I am going Dallas Mavs after they just took a beating from the Patriots, from the Patriots, from the hey. Celtics. <laughs> um, um I, I would think so they yeah, would get Mavs. me by the pay. I would hope so. Um, I have to agree with you. I think the Zion injury, and I think that um Luca played probably one of his worst games so far of the season. You have to go Dallas, yeah, uh, because he's due to bounce back. On January 12th, you get the Boston Celtics at the Brooklyn Nets. And Brooklyn has played so well. And Boston recently has been inconsistent. I think Brooklyn has something to prove after that sweep in the playoffs. Even though it doesn't count right now, I think they're going to want to prove a point to Boston. I'm going Brooklyn on this one. Yeah, I think you're right. It's going to be at Brooklyn. I think the, the, the Celtics have just been on and off. Um, probably for what two weeks now. Yeah, and I people. also went with the Nets. This, yeah. this, that's going to be a tough game to win. Yeah, Celtics. You know, give up 150 points to the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. That was a little shocking. Yeah. To me. Then they come yeah. back and win by you know what I mean, 20 plus. Uh, this against is what Dallas, I'm saying. So. They're all over the place. Yeah. So uh, tonight you got the Tampa Bay Lightning at the Winnipeg Jets. That's a tough one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I think the East is the beast. So, um, so yeah, I'm going Tampa Bay beating the Western Conference team. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I had my same thought process. Just the West has not been as strong. And, and this is why we were only 10 games different <laughs> yeah. all yeah. year. Well, I mean, I, we got to go with what we feel is the correct right. answer, right? So, um. On uh, January 12th, you got the Dallas Stars at the New York Rangers. I believe more in Shesterkin than I do Ottinger. I feel like the Rangers, again, East versus West, and I'm going I'm going Rangers. Yep, that's what I did. Um, <laughs> like again, again, it's an Eastern Conference uh, team. I think the East is better. Um, no offense to the Dallas Stars fans out yeah, there. Yeah, please, please. Ron. But um, – Let's Look, try to get you a Christmas card this this season. That's our goal. I am. I'm trying to get my Rangers Christmas card. Right oh, okay. Deal. <laughs> I love it. Some big games in the NFL on January 7th. You got the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's tomorrow night. Who do you got? I got the Jags. There's no chance I'm going with Tennessee. They haven't won in like since last Christmas, it seems. Um, and I don't mean the one that just passed. <laughs> um, yeah, rookie backup quarterback, I think, for Tennessee. Uh, Jacksonville's playing some good football. I, I want Jacksonville as well. That's sad uh, that they're going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Unreal. Unbelievable to think about. Playoffs? On, <laughs> on January 8th, <laughs> got the New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. And... <laughs> I, I just think all the momentum's in Buffalo's favor. I I, I went Buffalo days. I don't think New England has a shot. Yeah, I already said that earlier today. So I think 
the Bills are going to rally around DeMar Hamlin. And uh, I would not even be surprised if the Patriots don't even score a touchdown. I, I, listen, after that playoff that, that they barely, I think they got a field goal to, to at least not get blown out by a shutout. So, all right. I Let's guess this 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 might be the game of the week. Uh, the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. That's also on Sunday night. Who's Seattle playing? I don't remember. You want me to find that out? Well, that would that, that's going to tie into how I feel. All right. Let me see here real quick. So Seattle will be playing. The da, 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 da. oh boy, here we go. Be a crap team. Seattle is playing the Rams. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna pick the Lions based on that. And you're like, how does that have any bearing on it? Well, because first of all, it's gonna be Baker Mayfield, correct? Uh, I think I don't even know who's quarterbacking for them right now. Baker <laughs> I, I think Mayfield needs to get a win so that way he has a job for next season somewhere. Um, therefore, Seattle loses the game. Therefore, the Lions are playing for something because if Seattle loses and they win, they are in. And I am going to go Lions over the Packers at Green Bay. We finally have a different one. We finally have a different one. Aaron Rodgers has owned the Lions. Yes, he has. And I just feel like that's why they're not supposed to win. Everybody said they weren't going to win. They weren't getting into the playoffs. He heard that. He said, we're going to win every game going for the for the next five weeks. And they've done it. So I, I'm going with the, the Packers, even though I still can't believe they're going to make the playoffs either. And then on January 9th, we've got the number three TCU Horn Frogs at number one Georgia Bulldogs for the national championship in men's college football. I am, I'm going Georgia. I, I still don't believe in TCU. I don't know how they beat Michigan. I think it was more Michigan choked. I can't see Georgia losing this game. All right. So um, the last two times that, a game has been this lopsided in the in Vegas. Um, the underdog won. So, with that being said, I am going number one, Georgia. <laughs> I, I like the way you did that, my friend. Yes, uh, and based on the information you've just provided to me, that yeah. the underdog usually wins this game. Based on yeah. that, I'm going Georgia as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think the experience Georgia has, and it, it's not going to be as big a game. You know, for it's like one of those things that, okay, you're putting out all this information, um, so that's going to try to get people to yeah, sway, to the, sway, the sway their, their bet, and then Vegas makes a fortune off of them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Ron, uh, before we go into our final thoughts, um, obviously so many different ways you can watch and follow us. That tick has been running, so if you have a opportunity check us out on all our social media platforms but if our goal this season is to get us a sponsor on sports unfolded ron how can they do that it is quite simple eric all you have to do is send us an email 
And you can send us an email at rhodeislandbroadcasting.media at gmail.com. And we'll send you out all the information you need to know. And that information is simply, it's inexpensive. It's less than going to your favorite donut donut shop for that that coffee or the or that 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 latte or whatever you it is that you drink and a donut and it's cheaper than that. It's cheaper. It's cheaper. So um, that's our goal. Please sponsor us yeah. if you have opportunity and you're watching us on SECTV. Like we said, sponsor the pick and roll. You know. Yes. So, so SEC TV, uh, public access channel 12 in Southeast Connecticut. If you're watching us, we're on every Tuesday night. You can, um, obviously check us out every Friday and participate. Kenny, I want to thank you for joining us live today. Uh, always a pleasure to have Kenny with us. We do our NHL and NBA ranking shows as well during the course of the week. And a big part of that and the Patriots post game, Ron, it is final thought time. And our final thought doesn't necessarily have to be about anything sports related. It can be about anything going on in the world today. You are first this week, my friend. So your final thought. Okay. So my final thought is, is about um, the incident that happened Buffalo Cincinnati, Um, but it isn't for the players or anything like that. It is the first responders. The first responders that night saved the life. And, you know, as tragic as the incident was, the first responders saved a life. And there is, there is nothing more gratifying than to, for me to be up here saying positive things, an awful incident that, that is pointing out the fact that there are heroes out there. There are heroes out there. As much as those fans think of those players as heroes, right now those players, their heroes are those first responders. And I give them all the credit in the world for what transpired because without them, we would be mourning a 24-year-old. Absolutely. No, great point, great point. And uh, again, when we talk about everybody having a job, a responsibility like those players those first responders had a job and they they made sure they took care of what they needed absolutely great great point Ron. i know how much it bothers you that i i sometimes have two but i have two and it, i i could not i could not let the uh, second story go I, I i wanted to but i couldn't um first story though is uh, in regards to the damar hamlin as well but i'm going the other route where there are just some people out there that just realistically have to understand situations So T Higgins was the player that was also involved in that situation. And while DeMar Hamlin was attempting to tackle T Higgins, T Higgins did not do anything intentional. It was a normal football play. Fans or or people have decided to attack T Higgins and blame T Higgins. People stop. That is the dumbest thing I have heard in my life that this man had to, he got apologies from the parents of Hamlin, which should have never had to happen because they understood that it was just a football right. play and it wasn't intentional. So can people just stop? 
putting nothing their, dirty about it either. Exactly. Stop tweeting or Facebook posting or TikTok or whatever you're going to do. And think about the situation and look at it before you sit back and say, hey, I'm going to attack this guy because clearly he was wrong. He did nothing wrong. It was a clean play. He didn't deserve it. He probably he was the felt, one that is getting tackled. Yeah, he felt bad enough as it was that of what happened. And then yes. people were going to blame him for it. Like, grow up and be responsible. Before you send out a tweet or post or do any of that stuff, think about the situation and how it's going to make that person feel. Did they legitimately do it? No. So shut up and stop doing it. I'm sorry. I had to make sure. No, I that's, that, that had to be said. My second one is, and I don't know if you remember this player, running back Peyton Hill, uh, Hillis. He used yes. to be a running back for the uh, the Cleveland Browns back in the day right. when we had those big bruises. Yep. He's actually unconscious right now in an ICU after a swimming accident where he tried to save his family from drowning. He was able to save his children and make sure that they survived and, and didn't drown. Unfortunately, during that 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 uh, interaction, he uh, now in intensive care and unconscious. And I think we, we talk about all the prayers and, and uh, for Damara uh, Hamill, we need to start sending out some out for Peyton Hillis as well, because he, act, he made sure he saved his family and it may cost him his life, but you know what? Two sons, right? I believe it was. Yes. A, that were drowning and he decided to go and save them. And unfortunately in that process, he was unable to, to, to get himself out. And I guess had to be airlifted to um, the local hospital. But uh, again, another tragic story that we hope ends well. And I just wanted, I couldn't let that, let that story slide because it, it, it's one of those things where we're so focused on one, but you know what? That was another act of He's a hero. Yes. And we talk about those first responders and being heroes. So was he, because he could have very easily tried, you know, to have somebody else do it. And he said, no, that's my family. I'm going in regardless. So yeah. uh, good uh, prayers are with uh, the Hillis family Absolutely. and I wish them the best as well. Ron, it is season three, episode one. We are in the books, my friend. I, I want to appreciate uh, you for all you've done for Sports Unfolded. We are going into, you know, over two years now and uh, so excited to see how this continues to grow. I want to thank everybody that watches us, that continues to follow and support us. Continue to share. Sharing helps us so much and continue to get out there. And then our goal this year, let's get us a sponsor, Sports Unfolded. Ron, I will see you next Friday. I appreciate it. Fans Absolutely. out there, all we ever ask for is peace in this world. Have a great night, everybody, and Happy New Year.